Have a cup of tea. 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 Welcome to Sugary Brewer Podcast, Sugary Brew. in which me, James Brewery Brewer, and you, Danny Sugary Sugar, put the kettle on. No, just no. get, get, just. A, get a glass of water in the background. Discuss um, principally tea, a different tea each week. Not principally. Princip tea. That's just a... Th- a, th- a that's upon which to hang the rest conceit, of our if you will. conversation. Which is mostly about nothing at all. Yeah, mainly (laughs) television and movies and general pop culture. A bit of gaming from Danny. I'm going to cut out some of that art at the beginning, so it's not quite so long. Because people will be like, "What the hell is that?" Cool. All right, glad we got that sorted. (laughs) Should we start again? Welcome back. Oh, we're starting again or not? Which bit we starting again? The whole thing. All right. Are we? I was all right with it. It's only been a minute and twenty. It feels like a lifetime. (laughs) Can you imagine listening to it? It's only been a minute and twenty, everybody. (laughs) Exactly. Including that forty-second high at the beginning. All right, let's just carry on. Best high of my life was a forty-second high. Um, So, a podcast in which Danny and I discuss. Um, in passing, tea. A different type of I'd tea. I'd say principally. <laughs> yeah, principally. Um, also, uh, what's been going on in our lives, the lives of two middle-aged, Are we middle-aged? expatriate Kiwis. Are we going back to the, the, the thread of season one? Yeah. Um, so I feel it, it's incumbent upon me to ask you, how your week's been? So, my week has been alright. Um, we drove down to Christchurch to visit family this weekend. Just gone. It was Easter weekend. I managed in, to... In the same vehicle in which Anna had had a shunt in the rear. Yes. She had a shunt in the rear. Um, so, there's no news on the shunt in the rear. We've, <laughs> no um, news is good news. I suppose... We've, um, especially when pertaining to rear shuntage, we've heard nothing from the garage people having given a quote to the AA people. Right. Fascinating podcasting. <laughs> so we drove down. I like, the... you, you're describing in depth the various ways in which nothing has happened. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I think, breaking new ground in yeah, sugary anecdotage. I'll go into extra detail to describe how little happened. Um, so, yeah, it was nice. We hung out. We had some nice food. My sister has recently had a birthday and she got a... Oh, um, happy birthday. A new air fryer for her birthday. Nice. So that got a lot of use. And you have one already, don't you? I do, but hers is more fancy than mine. Is it one of the Thermomix things or is it not quite that fancy? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what a Thermomix is exactly. Oh, they do everything and they chop and they... Oh, no, they don't chop. Right. No, it doesn't do that. Um, but it's, it's kind of more of a flat tray. It's made by Ninja. Heck, yeah, like the bullet Like things. the bu- bullet thing. Do they 
yeah, make the Nutribullet? Is that Ninja Nutribullet? Or are they two different brands that we're conflating? And ninja yeah, we're ninja filleting. Bullet. We're filleting two different ninjas. Yeah, you don't want to. F- <laughs> Just realised what you said. Um, Which is harder than you think, because they're fucking all over the place, aren't they? <laughs> you never see them, and they're wearing those things yeah. all the time. The onesies, the ninja onesies. Yeah. We're I doing don't it. Think if I if there was a ninja right here, I would say, "Oi, why are you wearing that onesie?" And can I fillet you? Well, no, I definitely wouldn't say that. <laughs> what if it was a foxy ninja? I can't tell one ninja from another. They're all wearing those onesies. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! You're a marked man, mate. I think you're allowed to probably joke about ninjas. Not to their faces, they're ninjas. Which side is their face on? They're wearing those <laughs> onesies. <laughs> anyway... Um, this is the conversation about which I receive an email during the week saying, yeah, I decided to cut that bit. <laughs> I don't think I will cut this bit. I'm not afraid of ninjas. <laughs> well, it's the one sort of group of people that you should be afraid of. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not like we're calling out, like, um, cartels or anything. Like, ninjas, do ninjas even what about exist the Yakuza? anymore? No, I'm not talking about Yakuza. I'm not talking Yakuza, about... Yakuza, Yakuza! I'm not Yakuzing anyone. I don't, Oi, thi- did, I don't think ninjas actually exist anymore, do they? That's what they want you to think. Yeah. They just, pff, Those ones that I was filleting earlier, they existed, let me tell you. Whoa, I don't think that was a ninja suit. <laughs> anyway. Is there a difference between a ninja suit and a sumo suit? No. Have you seen... Um, Pulp Fiction. Yes. Oh, years and years ago. Bring out the gimp. Yes, Bruce Willis. Um, but R.I.P. Not R.I.P. But you know, terribly sad news about him having early onset dementia. Yes, R.I.P. Retire in peace. Very good. Thank you very much. I do hope the Razzies felt suitably. Um, you can't call them that. Yeah, you can. That's what they call themselves. What, are, what is the Razzies? The Razzies is like the, the, the um, anti-Oscars. So they give oh. awards for the bad performances. Right. They um, made a specific award for Bruce Willis films that he was shit in this oh. year. Poor Bruce Willis. Is this before knowing and, or after? And it came out like a week or so later that he had retired from acting. Oh, dear. Due to his um, mental health, health um, hmm. problems, issues. Probably so I, not I ideal hope, timing. No, I, I, it's, you know, when, when a joke becomes very not funny, I refer you back to the previous ninja segment. Uh, I think the ninja segment was pretty funny. Was it? I don't know. If you thought the ninja segment was funny, <laughs> write to us at sugarybrew.com slash... <laughs> nope, anchor.fm <laughs> slash sugary brew have you checked it lately but don't send us any if you're a ninja who's offended please don't send us any threats we oh, if there's a ninja that's offended we're not going to get a fucking email about it we're going to be walking down the street one day and we'll be sorting <laughs> off with a <laughs> one of them or a ping oh okay ping ping anyway so now we're at seven minutes should we start again no! Okay. That ninja so, bit was the best thing we've done. How did we get to the ninja thing? We were filleting ninjas. No, before that. Conflating ninjas. With what? Other ninjas. Oh, yeah, the ninja um, air fryer. So, oh, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's more fancy than ours. It's it's flatter and it's got different things in it that you can um, cook stuff in. One of the highlights was my mum dug up some of her Jerusalem artichokes out of oh, her garden, lovely. and we made them in the uh, in the old ninja. <laughs> Bing! Um, for, for the tape, my lud, Danny's doing half of this episode. In, in charades, mime. in mimes, in mime. which is really good. In ninja mime, <laughs> ninja mimer, isn't it? Jemima, ninja mimer, nah. Mum, who in in a bit of listener feedback has started listening again. Oh. She sent us a message. Um, she she wasn't dead. She Facebook. was just watching the dead. IPL. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I saw. And her excuse was that the IPL's on at the same time. As <laughs> that's the fucking, not how that's podcasts not... work. <laughs> Although she might have a, a limited listening, watching window. And the same time being when she's awake. <laughs> I shouldn't make jokes about your mum, should I? It's, yeah, you that's, should. That's your place she to do. She loves it. And for me to, to look down upon you. Anyway, I'm taller than you. Um, not when you're sitting down. Whoa. Not you're... while you're filleting a ninja. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway. Oh, uh, dear. I should probably give back that ninja suit. But anyway. <laughs> no. Anyway. Um, so, one thing that did happen that is yes. tea-related and pod-related is that Harry finally yes. made me a green matcha tea. But um, he couldn't really be asked doing <laughs> it long enough for it to become frothy. So... It was better than when we made it. Considerably so he used, he used better. the old shaving brush. He's got a shaving brush and he was mixing it and he was teaching me how to do it. So he put a little bit in there. I don't know why I'm putting that voice on for him. It's not what he's doing. It's your it other bit like voice. he sounds like. So I put a little bit in there. And then he whisks it around and adds a little bit so there's no lumps. But it's like literally the, he, he took the back of a spoon handle. And that's how much tea there was in the in the bowl. Whereas when we did it, we were like, "Fucking put the old thing in, mate." And then we put water in it, and then we were like, basically, it stayed separate. And then we were buzzing off our tits for like three days afterwards. <laughs> so he did it, um, and he whisked it, and then it was nice. It was much nicer than when we did it. Yeah. But it wasn't frothy. I, I believe it's supposed to be frothy. Yeah. The packaging says "do till frothy." Um, that's what came on the ninja's packaging. Yeah, that's too. the ninja's packaging. Do till frothy. That's that's on the little label of the ninja onesie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> bing. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So then it was a. It, but it was still, you know, it's matcha. It was a little bit bitter, so it was recommended that I add a little bit of sugar. So I added a little bit. And of sugar, you said and that made it a little bit. Less I don't bitter. need to, mate. Sweet enough already. I'm the sugar man. And then my sister insisted that it will be even nicer if I add oat milk to it. So eventually, by the end, it was just like a sweet milkshake with a very slight tinge of matcha about it. It was, it was all right. Which, which sounds... It was fine. Nice in its own right. Um, so anyway, that's, that's, that's the matcha story. It was all right. Um, do no, you think maybe? there's a... Is there a place... In Nelson, that you can go to have a matcha tea, a proper one. Mm. I don't know. If there is, would you go out for a matcha tea with me? <laughs> and the ninjas. Do the ninjas not know how to make matcha tea? Isn't that like Ninja School One Hundred and One? <laughs> Here's your morning star. 
Easy onesie. <laughs> a morning star is like a, a mace on a... Oh, yeah. What are they called? The... Uh, ninja star. A throwing star. Thing. Yeah. They're just called ninja stars, oh, aren't they? Obviously, yeah, I'm not a ninja. Obviously. A morning star is like a medieval like, yeah, with swinging the, yeah. mace thing. Always my weapon of choice if I were to be... Strong enough to yield one. Yeah, well, I could... I could, I could. Wield one, not yield, <laughs> isn't it? You yield to one when one is wielded at you. Quite. <laughs> and on that note, how was your week? Um, no. My week's been totally fine. Literally nothing to report... Really? Something to report. So, Go on. Um, I got a phone call from my mother today. Hi, Mum. Hi, Mum. Hi. About, you know, six months, possibly more ago, a, a chap came to the market quite early one market morning, clearly in a state of not terribly wellness, right? He was, mm-hmm. he was, he was not altogether on the same plane as us and right. seemed not in a terrifically good way. He had, he, he recognised me from the shop that Kel, my brother and mum had. Oh yeah. Um, and he said that he knew mum and all that. And I kind of thought, right, being spun a yarn, but fuck it, this guy is, is, um, not in a good way. Mm. And he said he needed some money. So I lent him 40 bucks. Gave him 40 bucks, you know, mm. it's sort of the lent, the fuck it, mm. you know, this is gonna, um, I'll never see this again, but mm. this chap obviously needs it, so. And he might go away if I give it yeah, to him. Yeah, well, he'd, 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 he'd have gone. He wasn't, he wasn't threatening at no, all. No, 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 He was, no, he was, know, he was just... totally, could have said, no, sorry. Mm. Um, You're a nice chap. So literally thought nothing of it again. He said, oh, I'll, I'll come back and... And he bumped into mum today, apparently, recognised mum and got very emotional and burst into tears and insisted on giving the $40 back. Oh. She gave $50, actually. So oh. $10 off the deal. Nice. Um, which, I, which is just beautiful, actually. It shows that you know, someone, someone watched me, someone overheard what was happening when I lent the guy the money and he, they would, thought I was being a, stupid and... That I was being manipulated and taken advantage of, and um, but it's an opportunity and, uh, for for you to do what you felt was a nice thing to do. Absolutely. So you and know. and it's it's really really lovely. Made me emotional today, hearing that you know this chap's mother had recently died mm. and left him half of her house, so he. For the first time, she had. didn't leave him forty bucks. I thought you were going to say <laughs> yeah, she left, left him, left him left forty him bucks. Forty bucks, which, <laughs> um, and the first thing he wanted to do was, you know, make it right. So he sold the house. So he sold the house. To li- wasn't a very good house. Liquid, and he made forty bucks, right? Which I now have, right? And he's destitute again. Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Yeah. Is he destitute again? Is that the punchline? No, 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 no. He's not at all. He's okay. he's he's in a much better space. Well, I'm glad to hear it. So that's my little heartwarming story of the week. Should we put the kettle on? Let's put the kettle on. We'll be back after this. Welcome back. Welcome, Jolly. Jolly, welcome back. So we're back. What are we drinking, Dan? Tonight we have uh, tea that I brought from Christchurch. I stole two bags from my mother. Um, Thanks, so, Ima. Uh, this evening we have Narada Organics. She had two different Narada Organics, but this one mm. sounded more... I think the other one was a Rubus. Rubus. Oh. Rubus. Rubus. 
Um, so I went with this one, which is rosehip, lemongrass, and ginger herbal infusion. Um, yeah, so 100% natural ingredients. Uh, we like to do things the natural way. That's why our deliciously refreshing teas and herbal infusion. I'll stop reading the marketing fluff and read about the rosehip, lemongrass, and ginger. So far, the only tea that hasn't sold itself on its naturalness and, you know, organicness has been Pam's Plastic Pyramid. Pam's Plastic Pyramid that you bring up way too often. Well, I, I, I'm scarred, mate, aren't I? Yeah. I can still taste the plastic on my yeah. tongue. They discovered um, microplastics in human lungs, and I think most of them are from... Smoking... Pam's Plastic, Pam's plastic Pyramid. Pyramids. Rosehip is the fruit of the rose flower. I didn't know that. I mean, I, it's got rose in the name, but, you know, I didn't know that. A rosehip by any other name. And has a delicate aroma. So we blended rosehip with lemongrass and ginger, because that's in the title, but I won't <laughs> read any of the rest until you have tasted it. Interesting. Sarsaparilla. Actually, there's not much more to it. There's those three ingredients, plus... Hibiscus, which there's no way you're going to guess. Nah, never. And natural lemon flavour to create unique infusion with a subtle, sweet and floral, yet tangy flavour. Our organic ingredients have been carefully selected and grown using only nature's natural resources. Oh, it, it, oh, hang on. No, that's very redolent or something. That's citrus. Lemongrass. No. It's lemongrass. You can it smell tastes the... like cough syrup. It's, it, you haven't it, tasted it yet. It smells like it smells like no uh, lemsip. No, I know what you very much. You know those lemsip sweets. Yeah, it smells like those. Oh, it smells like being ill off school. Do you know something occurred to me? No. Do you remember being? <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna tell me. Be <laughs> a fucking dull podcast. Do you remember being ill and having days off school, right? And you'd always be able to watch telly because your parents couldn't be asked. Just mine? Um, so mornings would be all right because there's kids' telly. And then the morning, uh, like, you know, grown Mid morning. Just stuff. awful. Yeah. And then you'd have to, like, watch the money program and stuff. Kids don't get that now, do they? Because mm -hmm. it's. They Netflix. just watched the same it's... episode of Bluey over and over and over, yeah. and over again. <laughs> but it's I quite I don't know. I, that was that was that was a huge part of of sick days was you know and having to watch really struggling with Trisha. Anyway, back to the tea. Uh, Jerry Springer never watched it. Really? But it's, 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 that yeah. that that was the time to watch Jerry Springer. It tastes a little bit like lemsip as well. Yeah. Not not Just without the medication yeah. end of lemsip, which is the bits that without, make it less yeah. tasty. Yeah, without the sort of numbing horribleness, fake kind of I quite like it. I think the ginger is very subtle. Yeah. I'm getting a lot more lemongrass, yeah, citrusy stuff than I am getting ginger. And do you know what? And go, go on. on. No, I mean the headline ingredient is rosehip, and I'm not really 
getting that much of a there's rose. A, there's tip a floral. There's definitely a floral. Maybe that's what it is. It. Um, the 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 blurb. I think you read this off air. The blurb said would be nice with a bit of honey, and yes. I think it really would. Um, yeah, but then would it make would it that remind would make you it even, even more like you're having a yeah a cold and you're having a a. a just hanging out for ready, steady cook to come on to know that you've broken mm. the back of the day. What's that guy? Ainsley Harriet. Ainsley Harriet. Heck yeah. So Susie salt and Percy Pepper. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's uh, it's all right. I, I thoroughly really nice. Um, next time I'm ill, it I'm makes gonna... you feel like you've been ill but aren't ill anymore. Yeah. So it kind of gives you that. Nearly ready for your first post-illness ciggy. You're obsessed. I was. As the not drinking. Yeah, still still doing it. And um, went out to a pub lunch with mum the other day. So was at a pub. and, and Can't smoke through a mask. <laughs> Makes it even better. And and was, was yeah, had a... Had a the ninjas a, smoke through their onesie, you reckon? Almost certainly. They're ninjas. Poof. Yeah. Whoa. Um, and... Um, Mike and Gina were down, and, and they um, I poured Mike a couple of beers. Um, okay. So, you know, Maisie's just nine weeks old, mm. and um, Mikey's very hard at work, and it's, it's nice to have to be embraced by the bosom of one's family. Not for her. <laughs> <laughs> for whom? For Maisie. Oh, right. The bosom of one's family is going to... Oh, the bosom of one family dry. member in particular is delightful. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know. Uh, for the record, I'm not passing quality judgments on the bosom of any family member. I mean, it's... I'm including your bosoms in this. I, you, you, my you can talk about your own bosoms. <laughs> Fuck. I imagine hell. they're not milk laden. Not today. So that concludes the, the tea part. <laughs> I'm glad we got that sorted. What do you think? It's all right. Yeah, no, very nice. Um, it's, it's, it's not like, it's nothing to write home to your mother about. Well, she gave it to you. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think it was, like, like we said, uh, a little spoonful of honey recovering from a bit of a cold. Hmm. I think that would be delightful. Yeah, it's In like all the, the good bits of Lemsip without actually having to be ill to have it. Or the weird bitter aftertaste of medicine. <laughs> yeah. So, that could be if that, that sounds good to you, it's a high recommendation. Or even just a recommendation. And it sounds good to me, so that's the thumbs up from me. We'll be back after this with our television, televisual delights. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So you caught up with um, the folk horror three-hour documentary. Yes. Um, enjoyed the music. Yeah, yeah, Opening yeah. music. The unthanks. Um, but we found it quite uncomfortable watching yeah, to it, begin with. It is. Um, and actually, I mean, I, I'm still keen to watch it. Like, I think it's not really Anna's not in, interested in that yeah. sort of genre and I mean I'm more interested in probably the more psychological aspect of the genre which is probably represented later in the movie because sure, sure. obviously it starts with the classic beginnings of 
yeah. the folk yeah. horror genre. And that, at that point, was kind of uncomfortable for us to get through at the time. We knew that we weren't going to sit through the three hours yeah. in one sitting. Um, so anyway, we, we decided to pass on it for the... Discretion was a better part of Valor. Um, we've been watching more of Moon Knight, which oh, is the, the Marvel the, thing yeah, with Oscar yeah. Isaacs, which I'm kind of falling off of. I mean, right. it's, it's only been three episodes that we've watched. The fourth is out. Um, I do like Oscar Isaac, and yeah, I like him no great. less. But the whole kind of, I don't know. The, the, so he, he he can summon this suit. So he's got split personalities. Yeah. In one, he's got what it started off as a pretty good English accent. Um, <laughs> yeah. And in other, he's got an American accent. But then later on, the American character takes more of a lead role. Yeah, and when he comes back to English, so the series started with him in, with an English accent, which I thought was passable. Yeah, but then having him American for a, a, over an op- episode and then come back to an English accent highlighted a bit of naffness, like and a bit of um, even just he, you know, he changes the even the the pitch of his voice a bit, and it just becomes a little bit and and that's not not deliberate that's that's when he's making sort of air quotes mistakes with his english mm. accent they're not deliberate mistakes to kind of imply that the other personality is slipping in at all oh no i don't think right. so no no no, no. Just... i don't think so i think like he 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 has some really good moments where he, he snaps between different not those necessarily those two personalities but th- mm. there's one scene that i saw where he um embodies the it, so the whole thing is that there are avatars for the various egyptian gods and sure. he is an avatar of one and there is a meeting of the avatars of the gods at, at which point they like are funneled <laughs> by the gods and um he he did a really good job i felt of like snapping in and out of that and really like having seeing a shift in an mm. actor from one character to another like at the drop of a mm. hat i thought it was great at that but overall i think the whole thing is that he can summon this power suit as well which is like pure white big um, shoulder pads big shoulder pads and a and a hood in the case of when he's the american and like uh, just a white suit with a tie when he's the sure. Englishman. Um, but either way, when he's in the suit, it becomes like, I mean, obviously quite um, high action, but it it kind of like, and this again, maybe representing it because it's probably, it's not as naff as Deadpool, which yeah. is intentionally naff, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I've not even watched Deadpool. Like literally we've, started watching Deadpool and then and couldn't yeah. even get through the opening yeah. Yeah. credits because it was just like definitely not going to be our thing. So yeah. Deadpool is like a big no-no <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. And the the way the suit is like it's it's almost like a a ninja suit <laughs> but without the eye holes. It's like complete and and 
then it, it becomes almost like cartoony acting of like, you sure. know, theatrical, I'm in a suit type, kicking everyone's butt type stuff. So it goes into more kind of rote. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, so that kind of brings me to another thing that which, which we watched, which yeah. was The Batman. Have you? Yes, no, I haven't. I would be interested to, to, to hear about it. So just quickly, um, before I hand you the keys to yeah. the TV uh, section. The remote, if you will. The remote, yeah, quite. Um, I liked it. I Generally, I like Batman more than Marvel stuff. Have Batman you en- is DC. Have you engaged with any of the, the um, Ben Affleck Batman-y things? The Batman vs. Superman? And... No. So, so you... Uh, you know, I, I, I like Batman. I like the Nolan is, is Batman's Nolan Batman, and then Keaton and I, pure, purely as a character, the fact that he's doesn't have superpowers, even though he's some kind of like ninja. <laughs> Ninjas have been it's coming up a the lot. Ninja zone. He is a ninja. Um, he's really good at making. And he's smoothies. the world's greatest detective. Um, this film is set in probably the beginnings of his career. It's not. Yeah origin story but it's like which is a relief isn't it because that's Batman origin stories were done Um, with Keaton and with with uh, Bale in um, it's got Paul Dano as the Riddler and he's extremely he's a good actor he's really discombobulating like when he goes into his screamy rants is quite like like I have to look at Anna to make sure she's like (laughs) not going what the hell's going on um, so it was it's, good. It's, it was it's good. Robert Pattinson has, has taken yeah, over as, I, as Batman. So I I struggled a little bit with him at times, just because he. I mean, I and I guess it's intentional because he. It's like the beginnings of Batman, where he's mm. he's still working on that like sultry look that Batman is famous for, sure. <laughs> and it kind of. And I guess I guess that's intentional. That it sort of breaks that, like Batman is this like hardcore Dark Knight that he's he sort of seems maybe a bit more vulnerable. So it's fallibility. I, I would say it's intentional. Yeah. But I would also say that it was me coming out of the movie. Like it it, it brought me out of sure 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 brought sure, me sure. out of it a bit, and I felt that. Um, at times, you know, it's just, I mean, one of Anna's criticisms is there's a lot of just like shots of Batman not doing anything other than just like looking, looking moody, looking moody. But then again, he feels like a, a kid being moody right, <laughs> because right, he looks right. quite young and, and, you know, I don't know. I enjoyed it. It It is three hours long. Yeah. Um, but it was it was good, and, so and what I was saying was the, the like, folk horror documentary. You can you can yeah. you have a choice. Don't do both. Yeah, I guess on so. the same night. Yes, um, but anyway, that's that's about it, I suppose, for me. So, so, so that's that's a broadly positive. Yeah, I mean, Anna didn't really enjoy it that much. She she was like, "What's?" I mean, as with all these films, she's like, "What's the point?" Of so this there's whole thing? there's there's a, you talking about watching both the folk horror thing and and Batman mm. with Anna. It is genuinely difficult to watch something with someone when you're 
keenly aware that they're not. And that's not, this is, isn't in no criticism at all. Like or don't like something is, is totally fine. But when you're watching something <coughs> yeah. and, you're, and you're concentrating whether the other person is liking or not, I, it's, it can be really difficult. Or when, when you're watching something that you're enjoying and you know that the other person is disliking yeah. it. It's, it's a really so difficult I, watching experience. I'm I, not, not talking specifically about either no, of these No, I didn't feel that with Batman, even though right. when it ended, Anna was kind of like not particularly excited about it. You right. know, there was no clapping. Whereas with the folk, <laughs> with a folk horror documentary, it was I, fairly obvious. It was pretty obvious to me that I felt that she was not comfortable. Like, yeah. I probably yeah. would have continued watching yeah. it if I was on my own. And yeah. Probably that's why you chose to watch it when the girls well, were no, away. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, so, because I would be, I, I, I'm definitely more interested in where it's going to go rather than the origins of of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so yeah. I probably will pick it back up again. Um, but how about you? You were saying that you're you're fictioned out at the moment because I made well, a comment I've... about the fact that you keep coming with documentaries um, yeah. every week at the moment. And and watched possibly the best of them during the week. I watched the the Who Killed the KLF, um, a, a fantastic, playful documentary about the band the KLF, who had loads of hits mm-hmm. in the very early nineties. A, a group about whom I knew very little. You know, I knew the base, I knew the hits, I knew what what they went on to do with the big stunt that they pull at the end of their career. Mm. Um, but it's a really, really thoughtful and interesting documentary about very interesting people that I would, I would heartily recommend. Um, fascinating characters. I'm not that familiar with the KLF. It's all, it's all like kind of techno trance, yeah. So it's rave a, music, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they're the I, same, the same group, the same people that did Doctor in the TARDIS um, novelty hit in the very late 80s. Right. And my favourite piece of um, trivia was that one of the two key members designed the very early 70s Lord of the Rings poster that adorned every um, student wall, including mine. Um, I think they said it's like the best-selling poster of the 70s or something. What year was the KLF active? So the KLF were eighties, mid eighties, very late eighties, late eighties through to ninety. I think I think they're big, but they were were they quite of age at that point? Yeah. So what one of the interesting that? things about the KLF were, were were the I mean they were they were really huge, right? So they had hits worldwide, um, number ones: America, England, Europe, um, New Zealand gets a mention, um, and they were they were slightly older. I mean they weren't like seventy, so they were they were like. 30s, mid 30s, mm. when they gained their, their 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 success and notoriety, and they were completely independent. It's a fascinating story, mm. um, and uh, uh, anyone that has any interest in music at all, in music documentaries and and the kind of the the, the stories of popular music, I, I would heartily recommend. Do you think there's anything to be gleaned from or learned from the way they did things, as far as? electronic music is concerned that could be maybe brought up to date and used in some way to as a strategy to to make fascinating question and a question that they they answer 
explicitly um, in in the in the film after they have the the Doctor Who, you know, the Doctor Who, mm-hmm. Doctor Who, that massive no- novelty smash and get to number one and on top of the pops. Um, they produce a manifesto mm-hmm. of you want to have a number one, follow these rules, right. do this. Okay. Um, so I, 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 I guess musically, you're not going to get like it's it's not it's not uh, technical or. or Musically, yeah, I don't think that's what I'd be looking for. Right, uh, it, it, it might be more of the manifesto, which might be still relevant in some ways, but could be used in a in a more modern way, given Absolutely. social media and and you know TikTok and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And and that's much more what they're about. I mean, mm. they're, they're they're kind of more. They certainly they morphed into like a like a art duo, the K Foundation. Mm. Um, stopped stopped doing music altogether and did sort of installations and right. and, and kind of stunt pieces a bit sort of Banksy esque tricksters right like proper proper and, and kind of going back to the kind of English psychedelic kind of tricksters kind of yeah brilliant brilliant outsider it's kind of like a, they're subverting the the business of music yeah. in the same way that Banksy subverts yeah. the business of art. Absolutely, absolutely, um, and and interestingly, they a place they're drawn to is is um, Scottish Isles, and and there's they do there's a, there's a Wicker Man part as well, mm. so there's kind of uh, it's very English, right? English, it's very British, forgive me, and, and kind of the the dark side of kind of it's almost there's Morris dancing and there's a little bit of that it's not folky at all right mm. it's not the unthanks mm. aren't on it but it's got it's got a little bit of that darkness mm-hmm. to it which again going back is is, 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 is a is a sinister darkness not a schlocky darkness it's mm. it's it's more than that but it's a fascinating document Re- mm. really really worth watching all right the great question that I had, if you, I have two questions for you. Mm-hmm. One, you asked, you told me a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about uh, the Sparks documentary mm. that you'd seen Blur mm-hmm. and Sparks. Mm. So I want you to think about in, in the week ahead what your f- best gig you've ever been to is. Or, or a couple, right? It's just a sort, of, sort of big gigs, big acts that you've seen. Mm. Um, and tell me about them. Because, I mean, well, if, I mean I if, can... if you've got an answer now, go for it. I have an answer. I, I've never been a. I would say I w- I've not been a huge live music concert goer, but right. I have seen some really Names. good gigs. Yeah. So I, I've seen Blur several times. Are they good? Oh, they were they were brilliant. But I've seen Metallica. Okay. Uh, at Donington, I think it was it was like. And Megadeth played yeah. there as well. At the time, I was... This was probably even pre-Blur, possibly. Yeah. Um, and so Donington's a big outdoor... It's a big outdoor, festival. enormous festival thing. Um, but I've never, I've never really... I've never been to Reading. I mean, I, I've been to... I've never been to, like, music festivals where loads of big names play. Sure. It's never really been my kind of thing. Um, in more modern times, I've seen Erica Badu in London. Nice. She was brilliant. I love Erica Badu. Um, I've seen, uh, we've seen Nora Jones yeah. in London. She was really good. Like very sort of small, intimate. 
So what context did you say? Was, was it what, what venue? That doesn't matter, matter the, the specifics. Oh, like, in this case, it was a smallish theatre. Like, right, right. Again, right. in Erica Badu wasn't a huge place either. It was I think it was in it, it was somewhere in London. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. exactly where. They were both quite small things. I, I saw Nora Jones in an arena in in right. in Christchurch. No, no, J- just after when she was. What was the album called? Come Away With Me, was yeah. it? Um, and I, I loved it. I thought she was superb. But it was the music isn't isn't arena rock. No. Right? We saw her in a... It was a small theatre. Beautiful. It was a sit-down event. Yeah. And it was very quiet. And she was at the piano. And, and band was brilliant. And it yeah. was all just really... Intimate. Nice, yeah. I can't think of many others, really. Were you a metalhead as, as as a teenager, or did you did you did you turn up at Donington by accident? No, I, I so I quite got into Metallica at an early age, um, and I was even listening to early Metallica stuff that kind of I think now if I had no nostalgia for it, I would probably and even now I don't think I'd listen to it. Yeah, yeah, because it's not. I don't know. I was never super into... I think it was more when I was at my youngest and um, most... Uh, there was a, a school exchange between England and Denmark. Yeah. We hosted a Danish guy called Jasper. <laughs> and I just remembered another brilliant gig I saw, which was Corduroy, who you may not have even heard of. But they're basically... I like to wear. At the time, like Corduroy, you've heard of James Taylor Quartet. Yeah. Because they had the huge hit with like um, uh, Starsky and Hutch theme. Right. You know, they did a, a, you know, at that, at that period of acid jazz, yeah. there was basically the blur and oasis of acid jazz was JTQ and Corduroy. And right. Corduroy were, were a lot less well-known and much sort of... That's ringing bells. What brand new common. heavies acid jazz? Yeah. I, I went through a, a period of liking a lot of acid. Yeah. And still now, it's it's actually like, looking back, you know, the Jamiroquai brand new heavies. Yeah. Um, More Chiba. Yeah, that, that sort of period of stuff is the stuff that I still go back to because it's still like... It's nostalgic, but also musical, whereas yeah. like early Metallica stuff is just like kind of not really. Yeah. Um, but I, I got sidetracked. What was I talking about? Uh, you went on a, you, the, the Donington Exchange Danish. Exchange. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's what kind of, So he, he was into Metallica. Yeah. And that was really my first really introduction. I mean, I grew up, my parents, my mum was a violinist. My dad is a jazz pianist. So I grew up listening mainly to like, you know, I think we've mentioned it before, Ella Fitzgerald and stuff yeah, like that yeah, in the yeah. car. So it was kind of like, a, I guess, a, a rebellion of sorts, you know, that I would, I, I became, I grew my hair long and I yeah. used to have big DMs that I'd wear, like with the flaps on the outside yeah, of my trousers yeah. to school. And, um, and that experience of going to Denmark is how I got into it. And what about you? Um, were you a big... Uh, Gig goer in your youth? Um, I, I grew up in Cornwall, so I've always been kind of. I'll put this behind me, shall I? I've always been kind of. I've always lived 
rurally and, and kind of isolated from any sort of cultural hubs. So I've never experienced that kind of gig culture in any meaningful way. Mm. Um, having said that, I mean, I've, I've seen, I've been to gigs that I, I, I loved. Um, I've seen Dylan half a dozen times. I've seen, I saw The Who in Hyde Park. Um, I've Fairport a million times. Um, they do an annual festival in Cropredy. Hmm. Um, and I went to that four or five times and would go annually to this day if I was in England. Um, really lovely and, and saw very cool people. Oh, very cool people is <laughs> precisely the wrong explanation. <laughs> sort, of, sort of people who I, I really enjoyed seeing. Hmm. They Like Loudon Wainwright III, right? Um, who was one of the best performers I've ever seen. Superb, funny, but also touching and a bit dark. Um, Richard Thompson. Again, this is just listing people I've seen. But some of my, my favourite gigs have just been like little folk duos in pubs that you have no idea that you're going to mm. see who suddenly just turn out to be wonderful. Um, Travelling South, South, uh, South America, Africa... Um, just coming across things by accident. Yeah, like, I think one, like I, I think I said if it didn't get <laughs> cut, but when I, I hope I, it didn't get cut because that's that was that was the a good WOMAD bit. story um, was one of the things I really enjoyed about WOMAD it because we were given a ticket for yeah. having performed there was the fact that we were given access. And one of the highlights of WOMAD is it is a lot of world music and people, yeah. I mean, it's world of music and dance. Yeah. That's what it stands for. I think that's some of the sort of like the, those surprises. And that's why I kind of like now I'm, I'm more of a find a song that I like and start a radio with it on Spotify sure. and, sure. and see what happens rather than, I really love this. I'm going to listen to this album right now. Yeah. Um, and I think that was kind of the live music ex version of that. Festivals it's like, are, aren't they? That's, that's you, you sort of wander through to a... And it's, oh, cool, this is good. Mm. Or not doing it for me and you're... Yeah. You know. But I think maybe maybe something like Womad is more versatile than, say, a Reading or a Donington, like where you know you're going well, to get... Some of the specific you know, genre mm. festivals. Yeah. But I, th I think Glastonbury would be, um, is, is, is massively diverse. Right. Um, and yeah, you'd get a kick out of, of again, you go, you turn, turn, turn around and you see a busker who's, who's as good a performer as anyone that you yeah. could pay to see. And yeah, yeah. um, I, I grew up at Glastonbury. My, my parents attended Glastonbury annually selling candles mm. so you know my earliest memories are, are muddy years at glastonbury and you know cinema ushers back in the day had the little fucking trolley thing that they walked albatross around albatross yeah you mm. know the albatross guy right yeah so in my head and i'm sure this actually happened but i don't I, you know it's become albatross right we were walking down one of the tented pathways in the mud at Glastonbury and coming towards us was a cinema usherette with a little trolley, albatross trolley, 
yelling acid. No way. Selling, you know, yeah. cakes of weed and, you know, acid. And I didn't know because I was seven, mm. right? So I was like, Mum, can I have some of that? I thought it was a fucking chalk ice. Yeah. So pestering mum for some acid, age seven, is... is if, I, was, I was younger than that, five, six, whatever. Not not sanctioned, though, obviously, or legal at no, the time. No, no, no. But, but so Glastonbury's become quiet. very, very corporate. Right. Um, I'm sure it's still wonderful. That's not something... I was going there when mm. it was... You know, but we were there in the mid to late 80s when it mm. was... Quite, free quite range. it was quite very free range. Um, the Glastonbury documentary talks about that period. It's it quite a bit, a bit rough, a bit mm. dangerous. A lot of the bit more like a private part, private, well, no, uh, not private, but like, no, pri- not like it was held on private land, right? Yeah, 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 it still yeah, is. Yeah. Um, but they, they had quite a lot of problem with travelers. It was quite a long story about they were promised something they didn't get and they, they hadn't, whatever. <laughs> but it, it got a little bit fruity from right. time to time right but mum and dad sold a lot of candles and I didn't even know it was a music festival right. until much later <laughs> and I certainly didn't know what acid was at age six no and I wasn't allowed any which is frankly probably the right decision probably the right parenting frankly. decision yeah <laughs> but you know so what was your second question which we may have to leave to the following week we, we absolutely should leave to the following week um, although if, if, if it's an inspiring question unless you it's go a with really it, quick answer go with it like you a bit presumptuous <laughs> like you as you said earlier okay <laughs> um, less presumptuous fishing around for something to watch right yes i've 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 got a couple of bites and explored a couple of avenues mm-hmm. i think my thesis that i'd like to explore more fully mm. is that the golden age of television is in the past Mm-hmm. I think we are now post golden age of television. That that's 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 my thesis, and and I I, I wonder whether you agree or whether the 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 television watching people at large agree. I th- I think things have become your your discussion of the the um, Marvel program that you've been watching mm. made me think that think yeah. of, of, well, of that premise. But that, I, that I, sort I, of I, thing is that's the sort of thing that would have me agree with you, but. And I, I think there's a proliferation of franchise television. There's mm. a pro- proliferation of different providers. You know, what's happening with Netflix at the moment mm. in the news, Disney Plus, etc. I think the golden age, which I think, I think generally, critically would be accepted to be kind of the period of The Wire, The Sopranos, Breaking Bad, kind of that kind of period when there was great television being made. I don't know if there is anymore. There's an awful lot of very, very good television, very slick, incredibly well-made television. Mm. But I don't know what... I don't know if there's anything out there recently that is... I think, I think we are post-Golden Age. Discuss. Nah. <laughs> no, um, I think in some ways, mainstream-wise, I agree with you. With the Marvels and the, and the things that, that are that are endless star wars sides yeah stories. i mean those things are i mean that's that's kind of the result of the algorithm the greater mm. algorithm that has figured out what the, the majority of humans want to consume and and therefore gives everyone them. 
what no one wants. But I think on the fringes, there is still very good stuff being made. Like, and even... And and maybe more so like now um, with uh, limited series like um, Mayor of Easttown or sure, sure. Um, sure. scenes from a, a a marriage those kinds of things that are not just like the you know that I guess in a way that they're, they're sort of uh, they're kind of more like prolonged movies in some in some ways and I think that it, it really depends on your definition of what the golden I, age is whether you you're talking about oh when we grow grew no, up no, no, we no, used to definitely not but it, it felt like 10 years ago you mm. could you could throw a blanket and hit 10 mayor of east towns um to me now mayor of east town is a beacon mm. of of exceptional quality there is great stuff there's good stuff there's mm-hmm. like the, the overall level of pro- uh, this occurred to me when I was watching something called Temple, mm-hmm. um, which was really good. I don't want to watch it any more than the first episode. I'm done. It's mm. fine. Good cast, well written. But well I mean, I felt I I also felt like that a bit about Slow Horses. Yeah, right. It's um, like it's fine. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would use Slow Horses as an example of the opposite <laughs> of 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 this being post Golden Age of Television right. as well. Right. Right. Absolutely agree. Okay. Um, I would also say. And I think I think you agreed that it's well, it's it's clearly really good. I don't not particularly fussed by it, right? Yeah. And I think there's a there's because there's so much television at the moment. There's so much at that level. Very few really good. Yeah. And at the point where in the golden age, which I think is considered is it's, it's kind of you know the cons- critical consensus is that the golden age was I don't know. 2010 to 2015 whatever mm. or, or, or 2005 to 2015 mm-hmm. um, yeah that's it golden age of television <laughs> well I mean dead. it's something we can maybe bring up again next week with Jen if she joins mm. us um, but I can't disagree with Jen that's fine no that's, you can no nah, because she's got all the like, arguments and stuff and all the long words yeah she actually knows what she's talking oh, about yeah. Um, yeah I don't know I mean I, I, I think I need to explore what the golden age is more specifically and and how you know maybe that's something i can look at before next week or whenever we end up talking about this is we discuss off air what the golden age is and compile <laughs> a list you know and see what was around there because i think we may have like with all golden ages it could just be that our memory of the the big hits from that golden age are the things that define our memory sure and sure, there may have sure. been just as much shit around Trust. the edges um but also i think the 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 frequency the budgets the 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 amount of um, jostling services for attention were a different thing and I think that yes maybe the golden age has been lost but I don't think that television of that quality is no longer being made I just think it's harder to maybe find amongst the noise which sure. which sure. which is a lot of very high quality noise but my, my point was that, that I don't think the golden age was underground i don't think it was it was you know these were big big programs right Mm. the wire was huge uh sopranos were huge Mm. i think we'd be surprised about how long ago the sopranos was um 
So that's all I was trying to say was that was that it's not like these were these well, were so so what cult I mean comparing programs. it to now is like the golden age has gone below the surface a little bit and it is more on the fringes rather than being the main attraction like it was it, back then. Yeah, and and it, it just I don't think those heavy weight classics are being made anymore. I think Mayor of Easttown is a great example of something that is. But again, it's a limited there. short series. It's not going to yeah. return. It's not like, I mean, even like Sopranos, Breaking Bad, um, like Six Feet Under. Six Feet Under is absolutely an example of. But that's 2001 to in. 2006. Yeah. I, but I, but I all of those had five plus, yeah. plus seasons. Yeah. Whereas Mayor of Easttown is a limited series, like three, four, five episodes or whatever. It's, it's like I, 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 would, I would say that Mayor of Easttown is, is as good as any of those. Sure, but a different thing. I mean, that, sure. I think a limited series of high quality now, it's kind of apples and oranges to, okay. to, to the yeah. golden age of like five, six seasons. Because now, when there are five, six seasons, I think, I, I mean, I'm agreeing with you. I think that <laughs> no, nothing recent that has had five or six seasons has really captured us even since even 24 which w- with Kiefer Sutherland who, did yeah, you ever yeah, watch yeah. that yeah, that yeah. was really good for four we're talking, we're talking or five seasons mid 90s for that but it continued and continued and conti- yeah. no it wasn't that early it was I watched it in England really yeah I came out but I mean there's probably been 24 seasons of it by now that's the yeah, problem yeah 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 but all of these things, like, they seem to lose steam. I think we're just sounding like curmudgeonly old middle-aged <laughs> men at the moment, whinging about the, the loss of the golden age. We should probably knock it on the head. Yeah. Let's think about it some more. Maybe pose the question to Jen. To next someone week. who's not. Someone who's not middle-aged, middle-aged old white old man. white man. And um, we'll That's be back beautiful. next week. Okay, okay, bye. bye. That's a middle-aged old goodbye from me. Have a cup of tea.